good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Neighbors Livecast. I'm Super Dave, aka Mr. Incredible, and with me, as always, is my man, 100 Grand, the one and only Just Mike. How you doing today, sir? Man, we're on the side of the grass. You know how it is. Good to see you. Yeah, yeah. So, definitely, man. Uh, you know, we got a great show uh, popping today. We got a great guest coming in in a few minutes, and uh, also, she said she'll be in this evening. Uh, Aisha is utterly occupied. Shout out to her. I hope she, you know, uh, enjoying herself. And Jay, and Jay, don't forget Jay, man. Jay, Jay Sun, yes, sir. Jay Sun. Speaking of Jay Sun, man, I'm glad you brought that up, man. Mm -hmm. That mixtape is going crazy right now on uh, so, Bandcamp.com. Bandcamp.com. I, I apologize. I'm 40. I'm old, man. I got the Tupac Sirius uh, XM channel like for the last three weeks. That's all you play. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but check this right now when you get a chance, man. It's crazy. It's Oh, Where can we find it? Where can we find it? The uh, bandcamp.com slash SE3. He also has his own website, jasonslyric.com. You can check it out there too. And also, Cedar United, the organization that he has um, giving back to the community, taking the young guys from the community from a, 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 a very um, a place, a community that's been rough. And, uh, you know, and taking them out and giving them some knowledge of themselves, giving them some inspiration and some hope with a bunch of the other older brothers. You know, they need people to come out and help. If you can't do it, like me, I work so much that I don't really have time, you know, and yeah, that, that sounds bad. Right, but yeah, definitely. They got uh, CD United is their, um, their cash app, dollar sign, Cedar, S-E-D-A-R, United. And uh, yeah, man, holla at them. Um, they doing good things in the neighborhood. They changing the, the trajectory of these young people's lives. They're making a tangible different in, difference in these young, these young people's lives, young boys and girls, you know, giving them a reason to live, a reason to value life to a point where they won't be out here doing some of the stuff that they've been doing or that they've been privy to and seen done. So shout out to Jason and everybody. Who thing. Each one, yeah, and, stop. and everybody stop. that does stuff like that in the city. <clears throat> but I see our guests coming in now. So uh, let's let her in and get this popping. Yes, indeed. Yep, yep. So I see you went to uh, Deep Creek, Mike. Hey, Pam. Hey, y'all. I'm so sorry. My other reading ran into this one. No, so no, it's, it's, it's cool. I know you're a busy lady. I appreciate you taking out the time to, uh, to come and, and talk to us this evening. Not a problem, not a problem. So, uh, so I see my other host coming in, too. Okay. So, uh, Hi. Hi. Hey, Hello. Hello. Sorry. Hey, ma'am. Okay. Okay. There you are. Hey, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, it's the one and only personal <laughs> trainer, meal prep chef, and fitness guru, Miss Fruit Fit herself, Patrice Jones. How you doing, B? Doing okay. Doing Hi, okay. Patrice. I'm so busy. Hi. Who's that? That's Pam. How you doing? Pam Wolf. Hi, Pam. Yeah. How you doing? Yeah, yeah. And um, you already heard Pam her. Pam on a mic. <laughs> right. Right, man. So, yeah, you know, you guys see her. You hear her voice. Um, we got an amazing guest today. Uh, she's well-known in the DMV and beyond uh, for her amazing vocal ability. I've known her for about eight or nine years since, uh, since the, the cancer fundraiser that, yes. you had, that we did. That's where I officially met her, but I've known her for, you know, uh, way before that. Her, you know, her reputation precedes her. <laughs> yeah. So, and I'm a little upset that I only seen her uh, perform live once because I've been so busy because 
the uh, just the um, the soulful power of her voice and the effortless command of her instrument is something you got to witness live. Uh, she's a, an actress, a, a vocalist, an outstanding vocalist, and um, performed nationwide places like Radio City Music Hall to the Palladium in Hollywood and everywhere in between. And um, you know, uh, singing with musical legends, people like Stevie Wonder, Patti LaBelle, Regina Bell, Jennifer Holliday. Um, and now that the pandemic restrictions are being lifted, you can find her performing with Push Play Band. I want to make sure I get the names right. Push Play Band. And also as a founding member, member of the super group Pink Polish. Of course, I'm talking about Pam Ward. Thank you so much for joining us. I had to give you the appropriate intro for the level of awesomeness that you uh, exude on a regular basis. Welcome to the Neighbors Live Cast. Thank you. I was like, she sounds impressive. Who is that? <laughs> It's you, you, yeah, man. Like, so um, my, my co-host Mike, he was doing some research and he said he listened to uh, some of your stuff. Research means you went to YouTube and Google. Anyway. That's, that's research. Yeah, that's fine. I'm going to tell you, uh, forgive me, uh, two or three videos. The first video, I said, she can't sing Tina Marie. Man, she can sing Tina Marie. Come on now, that's not like, you know, that's not... That's not a karaoke song. That's not something you do a karaoke at the bar. That's something that, and when you saw my, uh, you perform with Patty and, and Stevie, thank you so much for being so much for being with us for real. Thank you. Oh, time thank you. Uh, I appreciate the ask. It was awesome because yes, man, you. It's and and, and you said uh you know well she's not well known enough. What, what what's going? What are we doing? She it's, it's her voice is awesome. Sincerely. Yeah, that, yeah. He, he called I me. Sing, and like, I, yeah. I sing all the time myself, and I I need you know. I need, I need some time to work. You need some auto-tune, Mike. That's what you need. <laughs> but um, because um, you're back to gigging and everything, um, like you said, you have to be, um, you have a show, I mean, a rehearsal tonight, right, at 8? Well, it's actually 9. So, oh, okay. but I got to get out of here at 8. So at 9, yeah, yeah. So, so we typically talk about a couple of, um, you know, um, current events and things like that. But I'm going to get right into this interview because okay. I want to talk to you because there's a lot of stuff that I'm going to ask you. I start writing questions and I was like, man, I'm going to have to have her back again because it's a whole lot Ooh. of stuff I want to know. But, uh, but yeah, so we're going to kick this off with you. I want to start um, by asking you, I watched, you know, a couple of interviews and saw you talk about how you got your start in church. Mm -hmm. um, singing, you know, in, in the church and everything. But when did you realize that you had a gift, that you had this uh, this amazing voice? Ooh, um, it was really late. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I knew I had something, but just I thought I was like a background singer because that's where I was comfortable. I I had serious stage fright, um, but I always sang. My mother, my mother used to tell me I used to sing on the bus. <laughs> We'd be on the metro. <laughs> Going down Georgia Avenue, the 70 bus, when she was going to work at Howard University, and she'd be taking me with her. And she said, I was singing and entertaining them on the bus. And I can remember when I was younger going to my grandmother's house and like putting on her wigs and singing in the mirror with a brush <laughs> and whatnot. <laughs> so, I mean, I know I had a little something, but didn't know um, if you want to say the magnitude of it until probably my 20s, I want to say. Okay. You know? Okay. And, um, and um, Mike had a real good, uh, uh, the way he put it, I like the way he put it, was, so that was when you it's realized you had a what, what, what did I say? Calm down, man. I'm not going to, anyway. Uh, so, <laughs> Mike is paranoid. He's been smoking. But, um, <laughs> relax. I'm actually relaxed. But, but yeah, so um, he wanted to um, 
to ask you about starting your so um you realized that you had this talent at what point was the transition was when you realized i can actually do this and and you know devote time and focus and drive to it and make it a a career um mm, it it came gradually i don't know if it was something that i realized or something i was more pushed into i had friends and family like you really need to you know just pushing me pushing me um and i had a gentleman um that was a really good friend of mine he was my first manager um, really believe in me and push me into a lot of those events or whatever you see on my bio. A lot of that mm-hmm. came through his associations, like with Patty, his association with Patty and her family and mm-hmm. me being able to get a lot of those opportunities. Um, and I think just performing with other people at that point, I was like, oh, maybe I can do this a little bit. Okay. Yeah, that's dope. You definitely can. I'm glad that you uh, had that realization. So, um, so you you mentioned like the you know Patty and and the artists that you you sang with, uh, and and you have as a long list of them. So do you, do you have a favorite? Did anybody just got a lot from the experience? So you really enjoyed or stands out? Um. Well, my favorite, um, my idol is Patty. Period. Okay. And that's my idol. Though I love, I mean, believe me, I, there's so many I love. Though I love, I love Shaka. I love Yolanda Adams. I love Karen Clark. I love singers. Let me say that. Singers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love singers. Um, I have to say, I had a really great experience with Fantasia. Like she was so personable, so down to earth. Mama Patty was too. Um, I call her my godmother or my auntie in my head. That's bad. <laughs> um, but Fantasia was like the sister. She was like the home girl when I met her, and she was just like so giving of herself she performed this whole time for like an hour or something on stage and you know how she is she is everything on stage taking off her shoes as a matter of fact i think yes as a matter of fact she hurt her ankle just before the show that particular time Mm -hmm. and she performed anyway no shoes still jumping all over the stage somebody wrapped her ankle and then she came it was a an event we were at out of town Mm -hmm. and then she came and party with everybody no bodyguards no nothing like that she's just everybody so I had a great experience with her. That's awesome. That's dope. That's dope. And so um, just to balance out that, and you don't have to answer it if you want to, but was there anybody that you work with that you probably wouldn't work with again? I can't say, no. I, I can't say that there's anybody that I wouldn't uh, work with again. I've had, thank God, I've had really great experiences. That's dope. That's dope. money is green. Anyway, <laughs> but no, to have the tenure that you have and be able to say that is a blessing because, you know, there's always somebody's like, oh, yeah, this person was that and this, but that's dope that you were able to, uh, you know, uh, work um, as much as you have and uh, and have good experiences enough where you would work with, with people again. Um, so you answered um, probably the next question that I had about your top five. You, you named a few people. Um, yeah, yeah. So... Um, <laughs> I wonder, because I've seen a few interviews where you mentioned being a hip-hop head and being really into hip-hop. So you want to know my favorites for hip-hop? Yes, yes, yes. Top five. Top five. Top five. I don't know about it, but my all-time favorite hip-hop group is A Tribe Called Quest. Anybody who knows me knows. Yes! I love A Tribe Called Quest. Q-Tip, Fife, all that. Jerome. Yeah, yeah. Ali. So I love, I love, love. Well, the Native Tongues, I would say, you know, for the most part, but the Tribe mm-hmm. Quest is the top. And then, of course, the GOAT is Biggie, period. I don't care what y'all say. Don't <laughs> tell me nothing about no. Uh, Tupac is cool, but Biggie is the GOAT, period. He's the GOAT. Okay. Okay. And um, so you, you mentioned your top, your, your favorite singers and your favorite artists. So what's your playlist look like? Like, what you listening to right now? Ooh. 
my playlist is so all over the place, y'all. It's very um, most times it's whatever I'm learning for whatever shows that's coming up. Mm-hmm. So that could be, you know, with Let It Flow, it could be anything that's what you consider top 40 on the radio right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Beyonce and her and all these that I really don't listen to a lot to unless, you know, I'm given that because, you know, with Let It Flow being the go-go and, and R&B and all that stuff, you know, right, growing right. sexy, you have to stay on top of some of that. Um, but I love, when I get a chance to like listen to whatever I want to mm-hmm. on any given day it can be anything from gospel to hip-hop to some contemporary jazz I what's what radio set to so like this morning on the way um to work I was listening to 104.1 which is you know uh praise 104 yeah. and then on the way home I was actually on a meeting but usually on the way home I might turn to my rock the bell station or something like that okay yeah <laughs> switch it up that's cool yeah. so you said um you don't really listen to um you know some of the artists that much unless you're you know preparing for a show or something has it been anybody that surprised you that you listen to and you're like oh this is kind of dope yes, yes. um what, what's the name um Haley, chloe and Haley. oh those two girls yeah yeah, yeah. Dope. beyonce's yeah. protege um, those girls it was like during the pandemic they did this um for npr npr i don't know if you guys listen to npr i love npr yeah, they usually the put on a lot of artists. Yeah, they used yeah. to put on a lot of um, indie artists or artists you don't know about. They really launch right. people's careers. So um, I pay attention to NPR a lot because I like different stuff. I like stuff that I don't hear all the time on the radio. So, um, but they did an NPR at home, and it was amazing. Yeah. I was like, oh, because I thought they were kind of like cute and they could sing, yeah. you know. But I wasn't really on it until I saw that, and I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, amazing. How, how long did the pandemic set you down for? Were you were you out of work for a while, respectfully? I, I um, yeah, um, for a minute. Well, I, I have a day job also, so this is not all I forgive do. Me, so. Forgive me, forgive me. I mean, like, yeah. singing, you know? How yeah, long? well, singing, yeah, for a minute, for a minute. But um, there were some things that popped up here and there. People kind of jumped out there and did some outside things. Um, Also, with Pink Polish, I was afforded the opportunity through um, Lake Arbor Jazz in conjunction with Xfinity that we did an outside, we did a pre-recorded outside uh, live music that um, session that we did with um, Jeff Bradshaw and uh, Brian Lanier. Um, so, you know, people got really creative. So I still did things here and there, but it set most of us down, like, really. So now people are there. Is it is it is it better than before? I mean, because I imagine when I, when I, I don't like a whole bunch of people for I, I just don't where I come from. You know, always something always going on. Right. You never can see it coming unless you get your back to a wall. But he's, more, he's a hood dude. Is basically what he's no, saying. No, 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 I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm not a hood dude. I just you know when you go to open venues, you go on YouTube as we speak right now, and, and world star people yeah. are dragging folks down the steps and carrying on. We just like going on. Yeah. You know, but well, my point, my question is, isn't it awesome to have that live audience back to you know enjoy with you and experience with you? It is. I have to say, that's one of my favorite things to perform mm-hmm. live because you get that energy. It's reciprocal. Um, uh-huh. yeah. So, yeah. But it was scary for me because I am one of those people that was very paranoid. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, stay away from me. Put your mask on. <laughs> Somebody came up to me at a push play gig last Thursday and the guy, he wanted to talk back. I guess he wanted to tell me, you know, to shout out somebody for their birthday. I was like, put your mask up and then you can talk to me. <laughs> But, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just like no, y'all know if y'all come to work, y'all be like, put your mask down. <laughs> yeah, I've seen people with the mask, the no mask, walking around like it's, you know, yeah. but it 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 is what it is. But um, so 
uh, when you um, record, uh, you know, I was an artist for a while and I would have what I would call my studio survival kit. It was things I always had to have with me because, you know, sessions go long sometimes. You're in there for hours at a time and stuff like that. So I would always have like a, um, a energy drink. Uh, at that time, I don't really mess with them anymore. But and, and something, you know, something to read for like the downtime or my phone uh, uh, more recently. And then um, like some kind of candy or something, you know, because you start to break down after a while. You need some like a boost of energy. Do you have anything that you have to have with you, you know, when just, you do those sessions? Always water, water, water. Water, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Always water. Um, I keep mitts in my purse or cough okay. drops. Because I'll drop them in the water too. That kind of okay. helps. Yeah. yeah, I'm just trying to, you know, make sure my voice is in the best shape possible. Um, back in the day, I probably would have had a cup of something also. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Get you in the, get you in the, you know, in the right mind frame to get the work done. Yes. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah, so um, you've done something that uh, I've talked about a couple of times that um, that I feel like people do it are kind of superheroes. Like I'm scared of like so. Uh, I do a little acting myself, and um, mm -hmm. but I haven't done any theater. Like yeah. I'm so like, and, and um, you know, full disclosure, it's terrifying because it's like you know <laughs> when you do like uh, you know commercials or TV shows and stuff, it takes and you can stop and do right. it again and everything. When you're on that stage, those people are right there. It's instantaneous, and I've you know mm -hmm. of course performed and even done some stand up comedy, but for some reason like that, trying to memorize lines and things like that is something that you know. I mean, I'll just say I haven't mastered yet. Okay. So, uh, but but you've done it and done it on a level, um, you know, uh, that so that people aspire to. So, um, how, first of all, how did you start in the theater? Like, how did you get your start uh, doing theater? By accident. Um, I used to do like the talent show circuit in this area, mm -hmm. and I think it was one of the talent shows or something I was in, and someone someone approached me, and. Um, they just wanted a good singer. They wanted a belter. That's me. Mm -hmm. um, and they asked me to be, you know, a small role in this play. It was called The Valley We Fall. I'll never forget. Um, and we were, we were rehearsed at McKinley. Um, there was a wonderful gentleman by the name of Glenn Allen. I want to say his name. Yes, Glenn Allen. Mm -hmm. And he was a playwright. And I think he saw me or some a friend of his. And... Um, I just, I said, sure. So I went and auditioned and I just sang and he gave me a small role. I, I did like three little small roles, you know, in and out on the stage. Um, and from there, it began a love for it. I always love, I'm really hokey, y'all. I really love musicals and anything like mm -hmm. that captures my attention. So to do musical theater was like, ooh, I really like, I caught a bug right. at that point. I really mm -hmm. loved it. And um, from there, um, with that particular play, we only did like a couple days. Somebody else saw me, um, a gentleman from here by the name of Gregory Ward, and he mm -hmm. had a touring play that he would put on here and there. Um, <clears throat> and what was that? Lord, I'm Coming Home. Mm -hmm. And I had a small role in that also. Um, and then I forgot what happened to his lead actress, but the next time we did it, I ended up with the Lead role. I was gonna say a small role. I heard you was the lead. No, I, I was. I was. It was a small role, and then I ended up with the lead role of Tammy yeah. in that play, which was wild because I didn't have as much experience as a lot of those people. But yeah. um, from what I've been told, I, you know, I am, um, I am directed. You know, I take direction well. So because okay. I really want to learn, so I really try to soak up as much as I can. I'm sitting there like mm -hmm. intently looking at everything you say, and I'm like, I'm gonna do it exactly the way you tell me. 
because I don't have the experience, you know, I didn't have the experience in musical theater at that time. I'm on right. theater period, other than playing the Rat King in first grade. But um, so um, correct me if I'm wrong. The lead in that play uh, was originally played by the like Cheryl Pepsi Riley did it for a while and uh, don't start uh, me to lie. Okay, yeah, no, I did some re some research okay. on it. And I'm like, okay. okay, this is a serious play, and they said you know Sherman Hemsley was in it. Yes, and that's where, I'm, where I got the chance to uh, perform with Sherman Hensley and um, late great and the late great um, Miss Brenda Waters, who's a gospel great, yeah. and also um, Melvin from uh, the Williams Brothers. Melvin Williams, okay. Reverend. Williams. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dope. That's uh, yeah. So, um, in the in the theater realm, um, is that something you're looking to do more of? Um, I love theater, but it takes a whole lot of time. Yeah. So when you were talking about like memorizing lines, I didn't think I was that great at that still don't think I'm the greatest at it. It's just, um, like I said, I try to soak up as much as I can. And you do a lot of rehearsing. You'd be surprised what you remember if you're rehearsing it four or five times a week. Right, um, right. You know, most of us, a lot of us are working actors or actresses. Um, so we usually are rehearsing like after work. So like when I do, I've been doing a lot lately with Art Centric in Baltimore. So when I get off work, I'm driving up the Beltway um, and up 95 to get to Baltimore and I'm rehearsing to so like, 10, 11 o'clock at night, coming home. So it's grueling. And then on the weekends, you're there for six to eight hours. You know, so you got plenty of time to get it. Okay. Plenty. Okay. And yeah, what you uh, what you just said kind of speaks to my next question. Um, you know, it's obvious in your stage presence and uh, in the effortlessly in the effortless way that you you know uh, move between genres and things like that that you that uh, it's a commitment, like you just said about all of the all of the time and effort that you put into you know um, working with the plays. It's it's a commitment that only comes with with uh, you clearly love what you do. Right. Uh, entertaining. Yeah. And so um, can you talk a little bit about where the love for entertaining and music came from? Um, just I, I just remember as a little girl, always having music around me and uh, my mom playing music, you know, records or whatever, and my father and just gravitating towards that. I don't know if it was just innate. My mother also has brothers and sisters. Her father was a pastor. Um, her brothers and sisters grew up in the church and they all, you know, played instruments, sang, um, I didn't know until later I found out from my father's uh, siblings that I had a grandmother that also uh, played and sang. I never met her because she died when my father was a teenager. Mm. <clears throat> but um, they said she, I, I'm very much like her. Um, they said she sang like an angel, but she could play. I can't play anything. But she mm. played piano also. And I think also in church and my uncles also sing. So it was kind of DNA as well. Okay. Mm. Okay. Who, who is the best singer? you've ever met or worked with or know just period in life who's the best like the person that you like the best singer that you know and you can take yourself if you want to because i would say no i ain't gonna say me that's hard <laughs> um i have a few I can, of course i can say celebrity i'm gonna say like patty fantasia Shaka Khan, you know what i mean medicine because i absolutely love medicine yeah, um, yeah, um but um you want to know who my, one of my favorites is? And I hear this name all the time. People sometimes compare me, but I love Yanni. Yanni, Yanni Crawley. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Definitely. I think she's dope. I think she's absolutely dope. And also, um, and I'm staying now in this area pretty much, but um, I love uh, Brandy. She's a um, younger girl that sings with Vibe now. 
Brandy oh, Bailey. Okay. She's amazing. And then, of course, I got to give a shout out to my girl, Lauren, who sings with me in Light of Love. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's dope. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm glad you kind uh, of brought it back in because I want to talk a little bit about Pink Polish yes. and how that whole thing started. Because <laughs> uh, all three of y'all have, you know, your own careers and followings and things of that nature. So how did you guys come together and make that decision to, you know, make it a group thing? Um, we've been knowing each other for years. Um, Alicia, one third of the group I met in college. Mm-hmm. And H-U. Um, yes, you know, uh, <laughs> She, uh, she and I were in a marching band together and she, I don't know how we got together. I, it might've been music and singing, you know, of course, just from the band, but mm-hmm. I've been fortunate. I, I say this all the time. So let me say it here too. Um, I've been fortunate somehow throughout my life, the Lord has always, and I truly believe this, the Lord has always put people in my life who sing, mm-hmm. um, or, you know, or, you know, some type of musicality. So, and I always try to absorb all of that. So I gravitated and became best friends with these people who sing and got rest my um, best friend's soul, Kamisha Everett, who I used to sing with also. Uh, she was another one. And, and one of my best friends, um, Pastor Marsha Crouch from Garment of Praise Ministries. Uh, we came up together from junior high. First day I met her and come to find out she sings. So we started groups wow. and rap groups and singing groups and dancing groups and all that when we were coming up. So it's always been in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter what. And these people were the people that really pushed me and were like, Pam, you need to be out front. But I just wanted to stay in the background. I was just like harmonizing with it. Um. Yeah, yeah. So, and uh, that was Alicia. And uh, Shane, how did you meet her? Same thing. So, singing, we used to go to karaoke. Now, I don't know, you know, you, you may have some listeners from other areas, but uh, karaoke in DC is more like an open mic. Right. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. It's especially certain ones. So, I met a lot of my singing friends doing karaoke. Just This is when I was scared to sing, so this is how I got my gumption to, you know, perform live, mm-hmm. uh, going to karaoke every week and singing in front of people and, you know, doing different genres of songs at karaoke. And that's how I met Shane. Um, we met Shane that way. And then it was just um, people would hire us for concerts. We would do tribute shows. Um, you see some stuff on YouTube also with uh, Brancor. We would do, like, Motown tributes, Tina Marie, and, and things like that. Um, people will hire us for different R&B shows we were in the circuit a lot together and then right. I think it was for Shang's birthday or a benefit or something like that um, the three of us got on stage together and we were just you know messing around kicking it um, singing and the idea just came up like well why don't we start a group and we were kind of doing it sometimes anyway mm. so we just decided to do it why not <laughs> that's dope that's dope yeah so and you guys um, I've heard the single um on, on your page do you guys have an album out or are you working on anything we don't like you said we all have an individual career so you know sometimes it's hard to kind of get everybody together but we are working with uh mainly hungry boy productions uh mm-hmm. which is pete chapman and his okay. team um and Dwayne lee uh but we are working with them to put mm-hmm. more tracks we do have another one we haven't put out yet it's called so simple it's a ballad um, so we have some tracks on tap, and we're working on the rest of them trying to get something out. No, so, that's dope. You guys are amazing together. Uh, the sound that you all are able to produce, you know, the three of your voices is, is uh, something special. So uh, it was a good idea. I'm glad you guys started that. I see you have uh, the 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 wedding picture prominently displayed behind you there. You already know. Yeah, yeah. And I remember, you know, um, after I started following you on social media, I saw you go through that, you know, um, 
getting married and everything. Has that mm -hmm. changed your, you know, approach to music or how you how you uh, look at your career or anything of that nature? Um, what it did change was uh, making more time for family. Um, I had to learn how to say no to some things. Mm. Uh, and I still do a lot, but uh, I am very adamant about still making time for my family. Because, um, you know, we had young boys also, but now they both graduated this year and they are off. So, you know, now I'm making time for just my husband, but, you know, I can pull him along to different gigs and all right, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you say your, your son's graduated from was from high school or college? Yes, or? high school. High, high school. school, okay. Yes, okay. so one is going off to college and the other one is joining the military. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, um, a lot of my friends are, you know, in, in that, in that boat right now, they have yeah. kids, you know, uh, that are graduating and that's such an amazing thing. And it's such a, um, uh, a testament to parenting because it's both, it's all of your journey, right? Like, oh, you know, yeah. they don't, they definitely, uh, don't do it by themselves. You put enough into them to, you know, help them get to certain yes. points, but it, it's, it's a struggle. So congratulations on that. Thank you know, you, that, you got to keep their butts, but yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. So, and also uh, parenting, like having children, like how does that affect your, uh, your music or how you approach, you know, uh, the entertainment industry as a whole? Um, I've, uh, well, I want to say I was a for a great village, my mother, um, you know, uh, my, my son's aunt, uh, I never really left my son, you know, I, still performed a lot. So my mother right. and his grandfather at the time, his aunt, uh, my aunt, I had a great village and I, I was very leery about leaving my children anywhere, but as long as they were family, then I felt okay. Um, uh, so I had those, those key people when my son was very young. And then when I got married and I gained a bonus child, um, so it's just a village, you know, my husband, yeah, my yeah. mom, uh, I was able to, you know, have those people to help me to, you know, help raise them or when, keep them when I had to go to, you know, rehearsals or a show. And they always understood it. My son, you know, shoot, he used to go with me when I was doing gospel groups. So, you know, he was in church. He was in the carrier. He was just used to right, it. Right. You know, and then my bonus child got used to it. He knows, okay, you about to go for a gig? Okay. <laughs> and then if they can go to anything, of course, I take them to those many outside gigs or things that are family oriented. They come. That's cool. That's cool. And you, uh, like I, that, uh, the name you give you, you say your your bonus child. He's a, mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah. I never like the step thing, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my bonus child. Yeah, yeah. It's a bonus. It's a privilege. Uh -huh. it, it was. It was yeah. a definite bonus. He's a blessing. They're all heathens. But um, so I know that you said when you were talking about, you know, some of the things that you had done with uh, some of the musical people, you, you mentioned rap again, like, you know, I mean, I feel like you're some bars somewhere and you got something, Ooh, you, know, you, you got some bars, you got, <laughs> I don't have no bars, you don't have I no bars, off the top of my head, no, I just, I love hip hop, I'm a child that, you know, with the 90s and, you know, that was like the perfect era for hip hop, you had a right. little bit of everything. So I just love it. I just love the, the beats. So, I, you know, saying that, I want to say, like, Mary J. Blige is also a favorite of mine. You know, with some okay. people, it's hit or miss with her, but I don't care. Don't say nothing bad about Mary J. Blige. Hey, the queen. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. the queen of hip-hop soul. I love it. Right, right. Because they married the two. Yeah, you do the, you do the Mary Pop <laughs> when you be in the club. You, just, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you perform, performing. That's mm -hmm. dope. That's dope. Mike, you had a question? You said what? Oh, all right. The, the weed is kicking in. It ain't. I got another J, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I 
He's getting it. So, yeah, man, I want to talk a little bit about inspiration. Um, and uh, well, actually, let's start with what's the best advice in your career that you've ever gotten? And do you remember who it came from? Um, actually, the best advice I got was keep God first, and that came from church. Amen. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And just stay humble. Um, I've heard that a thousand times. I can't, I can't, but that was just me. I, I can't say that there was anybody in particular that told mm-hmm. me that, but staying humble will take you a long way. Okay. So on- I, I always, I always found it really interesting to find out who actually a song was intended for. Like, you know, when they say, uh, um, to the left, to the left is that song. Oh, Beyonce? Irreplaceable. Yeah. Yes. And Neil wrote it for like Mariah Carey. She's like, no, nah, whatever. And, and, and uh, yeah, well, you gotta watch Unsung. It's awesome. They go in the background and everything and say, you know, look, he, he sat there. And actually, I believe initially he was gonna sing it. And somebody was like, no, nah, this is a female song. You came and right. sing it to the left of your man. Right. Or you can't. But um, ultimately, my, my question to you is Is there been a time where you're like, man, I, I wish I sang that song? I wish that was my song. Mm. Or do you have songs you write? I don't profess to be a great writer. Mm. I'm a great collaborator. And maybe even a ranger. But I tried to pick up a pen for some years and then I just get these blocks. I would write like a verse and a chorus and then, you know. But lately, people have tested me. Um, They'll give me tracks. I I did something with Hitmaker Productions with a group of ladies. So I did have to write my verse. But I won't take all that credit. I actually came home and it was like within an hour I had to get this verse down and I had to go into the studio real quick because it was like last minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so my husband helped me. I gave him ideas and my husband helped me write because he actually you know, used to write poetry and things like that. So he came up with some great ideas and we collaborated on that verse together. And I have to do it again. Um, even with uh, Pink Polish, we've collaborated on some of our stuff too. So if you start me with an idea, I can help kind of finish it. But I don't consider mm-hmm. myself like, don't come in with a whole something like, write that. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so are there any songs that you heard that you like, dang, I wish that. Had. But I mean, you kind of can do that. You know, you can do covers and things of that nature. Yeah. Um, I, I can't say, I could tell you there was a role that I won. I was like, dang, I wish I would have had that. <laughs> oh, what was the role? That was uh, Effie and Dream Girls, the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I wish I, I got that. And I did audition for that. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so, so you have been, you know, uh, that the acting thing is, uh, is something that you're still. It's a close second. Yeah. I would say I still love the, the live performing of like with bands and music first. That's my first love, the singing. Um, and then after that, musical theater, most definitely. Um, I love it's just it's just the energy the crowds just the spontaneousness of it Uh, you talked about like you don't know like even messing up you make it part of whatever you're doing you know it's not like we're perfect every night but who knows that except you yeah yeah I just have that irrational fear you know it comes with uh you know standing in front of a bunch of people and I used to have it like performing comes more natural to me you know, mm-hmm. like with music or, um, you know, things like that. But just, I don't know. It's like, you, you have that, like, it, and it's crazy because it's probably one, but just is like, man, I'm a Putin pass out or something. And <laughs> just, you know, but uh, so I'll I get over it eventually, though. Right. But um, so um, on the flip side of the best advice you've ever gotten, um, when singers come to you, 
you know, when you you know, you see young singers coming up in there, you know, they need guidance or whatever. What kind of things do you talk to the the, the newer singers about? Um, I still have to go back to um, you know, being humble and and uh, watching your surroundings, and then always uh, make sure the business is straight. I learned that the hard way. But make sure the business is straight. Don't play with my money. Always make sure the business is straight. Hey, that, that's good advice. That's very sound. And you, um, you know, like I said in the intro, you performed in places in like New York and and um, played them in, in Cali. Um, uh, how did those things come about? Like, who were you with? Or, you okay. know, who were those situations? Um, in New York, Radio City Music Hall was because I did background with Patty, um, okay. and that was uh, an Essence Festival. Nice. Uh, there was a gentleman who is her musical director now, John Stanley, uh, mm-hmm. who was a friend of the person I spoke to who was like my first manager. And Patty wanted a few more voices. She used to have three male vocalists with her all the time, but she was the finale of the Essence Festival that year. Mm-hmm. And she wanted a few more voices because she was doing like a gospel song. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, her, her niece, Stacy, who I know very well, is a good friend of mine, uh, became a good friend of mine, called John and John was like, Oh, I got folks. So he called all of us, and actually, a couple of the girls from King Polish were supposed to be in it too, but they weren't able to make it for that particular one. So they called just, you know, maybe four or five more of us, and we were afforded the opportunity to go to New York. It was just like by chance. I just happened to be at the right place at the right time a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, knew those folks, called us in, rehearsed for a couple times here, and then they took us to New York, stayed there. went for the rehearsal that day, rehearsed with Patty real quick, and <laughs> did it, recorded that night, which was crazy, because yeah. I think um, you just, you met and saw so many people that night, because it was the Essence Awards, so like, all right. the Black excellence was there, right. um, you know, whoever was hot at the time, I remember, you know, seeing, or, and or meeting, like, left the high backstage, and uh, Gerald LaVert, and these people are gone now, you know, Yolanda Van Zandt, the, uh, the host of the show at that time, now infamous, but really famous at the time was Bill Cosby, um, and even clowning, he was really personal, so like, you know, to see some of that stuff was just crazy to me, because I remember meeting him, and him just being like a really funny guy, in between commercials and stuff, when he was like, just joking with us, you know, okay. to find out all the other stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know. So that was Radio City, and then um, the Palladium actually was for a talent competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in two thousand, what was it, six? Mm-hmm. Uh, I won a uh, competition called the World, what was it, World Championships of Performing Arts. So this is a competition that goes on every year. I still think it goes on annually. I found out about it somehow. I, like I said, he's been on a talent show circuit, so I used to read this stuff and try to find out where I could, you know, just trying to get in wherever I could. Mm-hmm. Audition and come to find out that it was like an Olympics for performing arts. They had a USA team, South Africa, and people came from like 40 different countries and competed. Wow. And I won, I happened to win that. <laughs> you don't have to be humble. You can say you won it. You, you did. I won it. That's, that's dope. That's amazing. So you like from like the, the, the world championships. Yeah. And it's not like the World Series where they say the world, but it's just America. Right. Oh, this is around the world. This That's is actually the world. But, yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, being somebody who's who's heard you, you know, perform and, and been able to um to see you, because like I said, it kind of, you kind of have to be experienced live to get the full, uh, you know, Pam Ward, and it's 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 no surprise at all. It's, it's dope. So I want to ask you real quick, just as uh, on some fan stuff. So you're you're on the stage at the Essence Awards. You're, okay. you're 
perform with you're about to perform with Patty, you started saying, What's going through your mind? Oh, I want to hyperventilate. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll never forget. And that happened for a second. I stopped and I was like, wait a minute, you're here for a job. You're actually getting paid. That was my first ASCAP check. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, she, you know, had this, and you know how they have the stage, and she was coming up from the stage. Mm-hmm. And you know, in in Patty fashion, they had her below and she was rising up. And she just started wailing this note. Mm-hmm. And wow. the stage was rising up. And I'm watching this right here on stage with her. And I'm like, oh, my God. Because like I said, I love, love, love her. Right. Since a little girl. And I'm like, I am actually on this stage with this woman who I completely idolized. Mm-hmm. And she is singing like, sounding like an angel. And just sing like she's just floating up to the stage. Mm-hmm. So for a second, I had to gather myself. So, yeah. One hyperventilate and just sit there and be in awe, but then I was like, oh, you gotta sing. You gotta work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, you were able to do it. Did you get a chance to converse with her at all? Um, and that particular trip we did for a sec, um, yeah. but I actually met her another time when I was supposed to open for her and I actually lost my voice. It was on this trip. Oh. Um, so another friend yeah. of mine did it. Um, as a matter of fact, it was Shane from uh, Pink Polish. Okay. So she ended up uh, opening that night. And then we had like a meet and greet with all the performers and the stage crew and stuff. You know, to have like a little meet and greet with Patty. And that particular night, I did, you know, sit and talk to her. And um, somebody was like, Oh, she sings. She was supposed to open up tonight, but she lost her voice. And she was like, Sing, baby. And I was like, Huh? <laughs> she was like, oh And then she made it. She was like, I said, Sing. So then I sang one of my favorite songs I used to do by her was uh, If Only You Knew. Oh, so yeah. I started singing it. And then my sister and my, my best friend were there. And they started backing me. And so I sang a little bit of that for Patty. So no. she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, cause you know she'll let you know if it's not. <laughs> oh, she certainly will. She certainly will. She's like, I don't care if you want to sing. I don't know if you can sing or not. Right. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Those moments, like yeah. being able to soak up those moments. That's kind of like, oh man, like I cherish every single one of them. That's beautiful. And in the moment, like seeing her, you know, um, like in that moment where you're talking about thinking about hyperventilating and stuff, but um, how much do you like in those moments, do you picture your own career and being, you know, being in, in that position at some point? Um, I would say probably more so when I was younger. I, I used to be like, okay, so this is what I want to aspire to. And I'm watching everything that Patty does because I kind of want to, you know, follow that yeah. um, or whoever, you know, I admire um, now I want to say not so much. Um, and then, you know, there's a huge like indie artist thing now, you know, folks mm-hmm. are not really clamoring to be, um, with a record label when they could possibly do it on their own. A lot of folks are doing it now. I'm very comfortable, um, where I am. Uh, my focus shifted, like I told you with family. So mm-hmm. it wasn't a thing of, I didn't want to leave my boys. I didn't want to, I would, I've told somebody this before, um, and it was, this was, you know, a friend, so I'm telling y'all now. But I felt like I could have done more, but I think I kind of kept myself back. I was afraid to go further because I thought I would be grabbed for something, and I didn't want to turn it down or let people down. So I just didn't go out for, like, some stuff mm-hmm. because I felt like I was going to get it, and it was going to take me somewhere that I would have had to leave my family, and I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. So I, I held back on quite a few things. But I don't regret it at all. I don't regret it. Like I said, my babies have graduated from um, high school, and I'm pretty happy with that. If I want to do something now, fine. But I'm not in that 
mindset where, oh, I want to be famous, or I want to be up there like Beyonce or anything like that. I am completely fine with a tour here and there, doing background with somebody. As long as I'm still working in music, doing something live in this area, that's fine with me. And um, I'm uh, <laughs> so um, I've had a, a few singers that I admire. I've interviewed them, and um, I said, um, "There's a young lady by the name of Satoria. Are you mm -hmm. familiar with her uh, work?" That uh, sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, she's dope. And um, I said the same thing to her. Um, like, there's a selfish side of me. Like, I have an affinity for singers, for really good singers. And so it's a part of me that just wants to be like, no, man, you still have to do it. I'm sorry. Just, I just want you to sing all the time. That's all I want you to ever do. But, you know, um, life puts things, you know, um, on you and, and, and gives you opportunities and, and moments to grow and things like that. And I completely understand it. But I just want you to know that um, I know I'm not the only person in which that selfish side exists. And it's like, man, you, you know, and I'm uh, so... My um, my girlfriend is a uh, is a kindergarten teacher, and we were talking today about her. She's tomorrow's their uh, promotion, and she was oh. talking about the speech that she's going to give, and, and um, in it she was talking about the um, oh, what, what did she say it was perfect? It's like the um, the power of the word yet, you know, mm -hmm. or, or, the, or the glory in the word yet, as opposed right. to you know not doing something I haven't done it yet. So. But um, so yeah, because I, you know, uh, when you talked about that moment with Patty, that's why I came back and asked you about it, because I see that for you. I don't know. I mean, it, maybe it's you know just me. Like I said, that selfish yeah. side of me. But seeing uh, you do what you do at uh, you know at the level that you do it is is awe inspiring. And there's not like I said, I've uh, you know had an affinity for singers, so I've worked with a lot of singers. And, you know, it's not a lot of people that can do what you do as effortlessly as you do it. You know, it's, it's amazing. Like, and, you know, that's why I always, you know, followed you, you know, even just on social media and stuff like that. I've been a fan. And so uh, one of the reasons I do the show is just to get people that I admire on here and, uh, you know, throw praise at them. So Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Definitely, definitely, man. So um, I'm going to ask you about um, uh, the the biggest differences in, uh, you know, between singing and acting and, um, you know, you said uh, singing is your, is your love, but mm -hmm. I know that there's a lot of, you know, um, there's a lot of similarities because it's all performing and entertaining, but what's the biggest change that you had to make or shift in mindset between singing and even though it's musical theater, acting is definitely a different animal. So oh, yeah. Different? Uh, definitely. Uh, sometimes the, the, the theater is a struggle bus for me because um, it's a little bit harder. Like I said, I, I don't have as much experience as that. And I'm usually with very experienced people, people who've been doing this and went to school for this. So for me, it's, um, it's more of a concentration um, mm -hmm. where the music feels like I just can, you know, just get in it and kind of wing it sometimes and do yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I really have to buckle down and concentrate, learn my script. Um, so it, it's more... I want to say it's a little more effort put into it because I feel like I'm behind the ball and I need to make sure that I stay with everybody else with theater. So it, I think it's just the concentration and, and the, the work level uh, for that. And then, like I said, it's, it's, it's like when you get into the theater, like maybe 60 days before, you're like really, really into rehearsals and mm -hmm. um so you, you got to be on it. And like every week, the level has to go up and up and up. 
because you got to get to show level very quickly, especially when you are a working artist, you know, when you got a day job and you're, you're working on this and you only have the evenings during the week to rehearse and then just, you know, a few more hours on the weekend. Right. Right. Yeah. And we're, um, you know, we're typically our own worst critic. I know that, um, uh, and I, I was looking for, I, I did some searches for some of the, I couldn't find any of the, the, the any clips from the plays because I really wanted to see. Yeah, they keep those kind of, you know, in their archives. <laughs> right, right, right. But I wanted to be able to um, to, to experience that. But, um, you know, like I said, we're our own worst critics. Um, mm-hmm. If I ask somebody who saw your play, like, have you, um, what kind of uh, response do you get from people about your acting? Um. Thankfully, I've gotten some great responses, but I've had some great teachers. I want to say um, I've worked with uh, Art Centric the most. Um, mm-hmm. Kevin McAllister, who is the founder, um, along with his partners of Art Centric, is amazing. Um, he's an HBCU grad also at Morgan State, and he has a lot of his Morgan State folks there with him that um, helped found that. And he's he's just, he pulls so much. I want to say with them, like, they pulled so much out of me, even more than I even thought I had. Um, I never forget, I tell this story with them all the time that the first time that I um, did a play with them, I went to go see Dream Girls. Um, Kevin had actually inboxed me on Facebook. Some, I, somehow he found out about me um, and I knew his friend Cedric. Cedric uh, was someone I met, you know, performing somewhere and he's the musical director there. Um, so Kevin had been trying to trying to get me to come out there and I was like, oh, I don't have the time. I don't have the time. Then I went to go see um, Dream Girls on there last night. They were closed and that was in 2016 mm-hmm. and I got the bug and I was like, oh, <laughs> I got to get out here. So the next thing they were doing was something original called Sincerely Holidays for the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. And I got in there I'm like, oh, we're going to be able to sing. We're going to do a little choreography, man. That thing was hard. <laughs> I don't consider myself a dancer, but it was hard. And when I would tell the choreographer, I was like, mm, I'm older. My knees, you know, she was like, oh, you'll be all right. You'll get it. By the time we finish, you'll be okay. Like, it was no half-stepping whatsoever. So they really push you. They see your potential, and they see what you can do. And they're like, mm, I ain't taking no shorts, no excuses. You're going to do this, and you're going to do it, you know, to the best of your ability. And they just pull the very best out of you. Yeah, yeah. And and the reason I knew the answer to that before I asked you, um, when I was managing artists, I would always tell them the highest compliment. Um, and uh, you know, I would make them start out in the, you know, the open mics and, and things and the karaoke, like you said, and I would always tell them the highest compliment, you know, there's a couple of things that you get when you walk off the stage, either you know, the good job or you did great. The highest compliment is when people will um come up to you and it's like, Yo, I got this song and I want you to get on it with me. And so when you said, you know, I did this play and some Somebody saw me and they put me in this play and then somebody yeah. saw me put me already yeah so i knew the answer to that so but yeah. you know you were saying it's hard but it obviously is something that you you excel at because you know you've been given that, that opportunity uh, a couple of times that's dope man i'm yeah you know, i have I, to say it, it's so fulfilling too because you put so much work into it so and then you get that instant gratification with the right. audience giving you a you know standing ovation or telling other people and then the next week is sold out um, you know, by word of mouth, and then of course, holding your breath doing that for after the first opening uh weekend when the critics, you know, mm-hmm. write their reviews and you're reading that, and you're with bated breath, you're reading them, right, please right. don't say nothing bad about me, please don't say nothing bad about me, <laughs> you know. And so far, so good, it's been yeah. pretty good so far. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, I know you say you, um, you know, you had to run because you have a um you know, a rehearsal to get to. I wanted to ask you, there's two questions that I always ask all of our guests. 
And I um, you know, always enjoy the answers that I get. The first one is, um, if you had an opportunity to speak to a younger version of yourself, let's say, a, you know, 12-year-old Pam Ward, if you can get in the time machine and go back, been through everything you've been through, all the knowledge and, uh, you know, everything you've acquired up until this point, what would that conversation be like? What would you say to her? Mm, I would tell her to go for it, to, to not be scared to go for it. Um, I spent so much time being, you know, afraid to be upfront, um, but I would tell her to go for it and, and push even harder than, you know, than what she did. Okay, that's, that's good advice. That's good advice, yeah, definitely. And the, the second question is, um, you performed, you know, of course, all over the country, you know, to venues filled and you know a lot of people see you on a regular basis you know a lot of people are looking at you when people see Pam Ward what is it that you hope they see I hope they see the God in me mm. there you go Pam <laughs> yes yeah. love it yeah well we definitely see it in you tonight and I appreciate you so much for uh taking the time out to to come and talk with us tonight it's an honor for me because I'm a huge fan and I'm uh, I see that uh now that the pandemic uh restrictions have been lifting you've been gigging more so I'm gonna definitely get out and make it two times that I see you at least, at least. Yeah, let right. it flow is this Saturday at five station one push play is every Thursday at society lounge we're also starting at every other Friday which starts this Friday at twist lounge with push play and then we're coming up on doing a Sunday um, at Nipsey's. You know, everything is open back up, Nipsey's, yeah, and um, yeah. Let It Flow, the, the gigs are slowly coming back. Um, but like I said, this Saturday, we have a couple special guests, you know, Gogo Warranty that's coming out also performing with us. Um, like, I think Camise, Scooby, uh, who John Williams Day Day. So, yeah, it's a lot going on. Yeah. So make sure I put things on my page. Uh, I have a fan page, which is Pam Ward, or just my personal page, whichever, Pam, Pam Ward. Yeah. Um, on Twitter, I'm LIF Diva. On um, Instagram, I'm officially underscore Bunny J. I think it is. Whatever. I was going to ask you, who, who is Bunny? Is that a, a alter ego? Is that like a? It's a nickname from college that just kind of stuck. Okay. <laughs> so only a few people I know if they if they call me Bunny, it's from college. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, just, that just kind of stuck. So uh, all those, but I'm you know mainly very active on Facebook. So you can find me on there. And also, oh, I got to plug Pink Polish. We are doing a tribute to the Fallen Divas on Thursday, July 22nd yeah. at the National Harbor. This is part of the Lake Arbor Jazz Series. Every Thursday, starting in July, they're doing a series. So 7.30, July 22nd. We need more ticket sales, y'all. So come out there and uh, we'll buy your tickets right now. Okay. Yeah, buy your yeah. tickets online right now, lakearborjazz.com. Mike, bring the watch, man. We go, we're going to the, uh, to the Lake Arbor Jazz, the 22nd. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so it's going to be beautiful. Real quick, um, Mike, how long ago did you get married? No, 10 months. 10 months? Oh, okay. congratulations. Okay. Do, yeah, do you yeah. advice for, for 10 yeah. months married, uh, for somebody who's only been married 10 months, you, you've been hanging in there for a while now. So, yeah. you know, well, uh, what kind of advice would you give uh, a, a new couple? Nine years, but I want to say the advice that we always get is communicate, communicate, communicate. Stay, you know, stay friends. Communicate. Overly communicate. Just communicate and love on each other. You don't have to raise your can hand, you, Mikey. Can you stop telling us where to park and when to slow down? Just get them alerts. No, communicate. <laughs> that's, that's, that's part of the communication. I can see the parking space. You don't want to drive. <laughs> 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 
We do that too. Please believe I do that as well. Listen, listen, so you want to drive? No, but you want to tell them where to park. Look, believe me, you, you might not it's like each other every day. <laughs> you might not like each other every day, but as long as you still no, I love, love each other. I like every day, but that's what the party space is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can say that because she came in the room probably. Right, but uh, but yeah, man, thank you so much for coming through. I appreciate you. Um, I'm I ain't want to push you out. I know you had said uh seven fifty, but if you have a few minutes, you can hang out, or if you need to go, that's that's cool too. Yeah, I'm actually going to go so I can just get myself together. Every little minute counts right now. <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> thank Yo, you, thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, this is great. This is it's like, been a long time coming because me and Dave been trying to do this for a second. For a while, hit yeah. Hit or miss. We have been for a few years. It's Definitely. been hit or miss, so I'm glad it finally worked out. Yeah. Yes, you, Pam, and I, I hope me to too. make it out to one of your events. Come on. I would love to see you. Please let me know your day when you come. I definitely yeah. will. All right. I feel like okay. Patrice has been, been uh, meal prepping today or something. You're like, you out of it, Patrice. You okay? No, nah, I've just been busy like for the past, feels like 30 days. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah. it's okay. I'm, yeah. I'm here. I'm back. I appreciate you. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you had some of Mike's weed for a second. Nah. <laughs> nah, that's what, Mike. Dave. I didn't have all <laughs> But all right, Pam, we're going to post all of your stuff right, on the page. Night. Thank you so much. Thank you. All have right. a good night. I appreciate good you. Good night. All right. All right. Bye bye. So, yeah, man. Um, Pam Ward. Oh, Patrice rolled out too. She was, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you something, man. She's the teacher. You know, like, when we gotta get we gotta start having having folks sing, man. I want you to sing. She's oh she's, yeah. She, oh, we should have had her sing. Why you ain't say nothing? Babe, we we're gonna roll with it. We we're our show is developing and moving forward and we're gonna be just fine. It's a, it's, it's a process. You gotta trust it. I want you to pick your fucking head. I'm I'm looking I'm looking at the top of your damn head. And, and I, I I'm down, Mike. Hey, look. So before we log off from the show, I want to talk about uh, a couple of these topics with you real quick. Since we <laughs> since we brought them up to talk about. Put your head up there. I can't. All right. I, what are you looking at? You been looking. What have you been looking, looking at? at my the whole, I got my notes. That looks horrible. Okay. All right. Thank you, Mike. For anyway, so uh, we talked about Gary Owens a little bit before the show. Yeah. Yeah, and that whole situation about, um, you know, his wife, um, you know, him and his wife going through a divorce and them dealing with their uh, marital situations. And it's been kind of public. Spousal support. Yeah, spousal support. So the idea of spousal support. And uh, we had a little brief conversation about it. And I said that my my ideas of it have changed a little bit. Like, originally, I was like, nah, you know, she's she's a human being she's an adult this my thing is, is women have jobs women work every day and they make a living for themselves so you know the idea of supporting somebody after your connection has dissolved for me originally this was my original stance you know originally i was like nah what does she need you know but understanding the connection the roles you know and um the give and take of a of a relationship and how things work and sometimes she's not in a position to you know make for herself or do for herself and in those type of situations i definitely understand you gotta cut the leash what, what, what happened what happened this is not what are you talking about <laughs> anyway what's going on what, what made you change your mind what conversation made you 
No, I just living life and understanding the like uh, relationship. Forty-seven minutes ago, you was not saying that. Dave. Yes, I, I did. we just had this conversation. What are you talking about? Saying, I said that, that was my stance at first. You sound real old-fashioned early. It was like these bitches don't deserve shit. Fuck that bitch. I ain't saying that. You know, I ain't say that. That was no, but I did not say none of that. It's tough because. We, 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 I think we, we balance between spousal, spousal support and then, you know, somebody who is your life mate of 18, 19 years and raised the kids. And perhaps she did not go out and earn monies, but she helped, she knows she won shit in the house. And that's a whole other ball of wax in, in and of itself. So I, initially, I thought you was minimizing all that. And no. what you're saying is, in a sense, we know, unfortunately, we're using this man's, I don't like to use this man's. Personally, like, I would be pissed. That well, I don't know him personally. I was just using the situation. I don't want you talking about that shit because personally, if it's my wife, she ain't my wife, she ain't my ex-wife yet. And if she is, I told you, $137.16. And <laughs> oh. she'll fluctuate 27 cents every three weeks. Oh. <laughs> it's Look, a 35-gallon barrel of lie. No. on Facebook, <laughs> read in between the lines. I would it look good to get it all taken uh, care of because the thoughts and views expressed our, by Mike are not those of the neighbors. Our example was let's say we made some money and made 10, 15, 20 mil. And, and she, she, I'm supposed to, and we, we live in high in the hall. We have a nice house. We might even have a driver. I don't know if my wife wants a driver. And she deserved one because I told you she won't try to tell me where to park and shit. Leave me alone. <laughs> so, somebody it's, she it's, hired to tell I just drove four hours. We pulled into, we pulled, I drove through the mountains, through the Appalachian Mountains, through Garrett County, Allegheny County, all the way back here. Getting to uh -huh. the, the parking lot at Walmart. And she's talking about some, it's a parking space right there. I done navigated all the way across the whole <laughs> state of Maryland today. She <laughs> loves you. She wants you to have the best space possible because she loves you. That is love, Michael. Why can't you take the love that she is trying to give you? I look, I look at her, I said, do you want to drive? <laughs> Have I not made it this far? I mean, so. But, and, and, and so, given, you, you give, did that give and take the 20 years? You know, 10, 15, 20 million dollars. I don't have how much money he has, is, I think is the issue. And I think that was the, the issue that I heard most because when I heard it, I was like, oh, that's not my business, I don't. But I think mostly uh, it's a request of some like 40, 60 grand a month. Like, no, not at all. Talked about people who didn't have those uh um what do you call them? The um the agreements. What is it? Uh prenup. Pre yeah, they didn't have the prenup. People like Paul McCartney and um uh, uh, you know, just a bunch of people who get Jeff in. Bezos. Yeah, yeah, just a bunch of people who See, get. That's not my. Well, no, no, I mean, but no, I'm just, I'm not talking about them personally. I don't care about what they do. Oh, that's we talking about money. We talking about. I just talking about a barrel, a barrel of lie. Fifty-five got it's your personal. It's real personal with your money because that's how you sound earlier. Uh, yeah, I can right. imagine. You know, you you marry a beautiful woman, the woman, the beautiful woman that you got now, and. You got 35 mil, you know what I'm saying? You sitting up on a house in the hill, and she like, you know what, well, Dave? I'm tired, and you know, you're sweaty. I'm done. And then <laughs> and then you see her like four months later, and she's talking about some, you know, this paperwork is what it is, you know? And you look at the numbers like... 
And and so look, and then on top of that, in life, <laughs> you know she gonna get somebody else, and then they gonna be living off of your, uh, you know, that that money. I I'm not even got mother. I said a, nobody's living, Dave. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, I don't need you to stop killing people on the neighbor's live cast. Nobody's <laughs> living. I'm, obviously, I'm joking because I know I'm right. not. I'm not gonna kill them. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! Because I if it's half of thirty-five to seventeen, you know, guess what? With <laughs> fifty-seven thousand nine hundred and thirty-two dollars, she can be arranged. <laughs> right. Hey, look, man. So yeah. you, um, we talked. I'm gonna change the subject to keep you out of jail. Uh, we uh, <laughs> we also talked briefly about. Uh, you know, I was telling you about uh the whole distance learning thing and how um. It's been you. You talked uh, briefly about your kids and how you know they had basically had the house on lockdown during the whole distance learning. And I saw some interesting stuff. You know, like I said, my girl is a kindergarten teacher, kindergarten teacher, and um, yeah, just just seeing some of the stuff that parents are doing. Let me just tell all the parents out there: if you have kids and they have the computer that they got from the school, no matter even if they're not on school, if they're not logged in, the school can still see what you're doing. Because I happened to be there uh, and, and the person was checking the email and making reservations at the time when the child was supposed to be in school. And um, yeah, that's, um, that was yeah, Unfortunately, we, we, you, know, you start these babies off like that. Come on, man. I mean, we don't want to jeopardize anybody's job by communicating any names. Go ahead on names. Yeah, yeah, it's know. real. It's real. Like, I mean, yeah, you yeah, see yeah, what happen, you know. You with your own eyes, like you're neglecting these kids. It's like, they they not just our future, they're their future, the future out there. I mean, exactly. if you up and look at them, exactly. it's tough. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm I'm grateful because, you know, I got a strong woman and she's like on the ass at all times. And I got kids who are starting to care. Right, they right. They drove me crazy this weekend, had a good time, but Oh yeah, you went to Deep came. Creek, man. This is, yeah, how, how was the Deep Creek situation? It, it, it was, it was good. Not that we, they didn't giving us no money or nothing, so you don't got to talk about it too much, but. It was bittersweet because we don't like, we went to the pool and we had they don't they can't swim <laughs> so, so deep creek though we not getting in the water <laughs> hey. and so so I want to but like uh I live right now in an area where I, you know I could probably get acclimated to the water and learn how to navigate it because I'm I'm I can but right now the option was um a boat trip right and you drive the boat no no, no, like, like no, I I pay for you to drive the boat. I pay for the whole damn drive of the boat, the gas, all that time. But I don't. Uh, it's like it's it's a reason why you have a learners, and when you have learners, you can't let you can't drive right. people around. <laughs> hey, look. You don't just just get in a boat and just ride around this big ass lake. Look, I don't know if, uh, if she's twenty watching. minute lesson. Like this is my whole family. I actually care right. about this. You know what? I'm gonna watch the whole. I'm gonna watch y'all go down the water, have fuckers. Like, I don't know if she watches, you know, you know, we supposed to be going to Puerto Rico, right? Yeah. And, and, uh, that was one of the things that she had planned. We supposed to be going to, uh, snorkeling. It's like, we're going to rent a boat and, and you can drive the boat. And I'm like, I don't know how to drive a boat. <laughs> you drive the boat and I watch <laughs> I want to do a jet ski, right? But my son, he's not 16. So I'm like, man, my first experience is going to be with him. Okay. I'll be, I'll be 43. Fucking, I ain't really with this. You know. They, 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 the kids, they, you know, because, uh, they did fun things. They did everything they could do at the house. We bowled, we the pool, go-kart track. But um, we did s'mores outside and told stories. 
terrorize the little ones, you know, with scary stories. I mean, and it was awesome because the lights outside were motion sensitive. So if everybody stayed still for about four minutes, shit went pitch black. Just cut <laughs> off, yeah, yeah. So that's like Mass <laughs> and Nothing. Yeah, we went to Mass and Nothing a couple yes, of years ago. It was pitch yeah. black, and you know, everybody don't like the dark. <laughs> Yeah, 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 especially the little ones. Even grown folks like, man, just like, they get a little uneasy, right? Where the lights switch at? Stop playing, stop playing. So if, if, if my wife who was dealing with the little one because every right. little sound, the crackle of the flame, she going off. She won't go in the house. It's hard because you want to help her overcome her fear. Send her in the house. Right. Yeah. I mean, she wasn't moving around no more. It stayed still. All the lights went off. My, my wife was like, Hey, 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 cut, cut the light on, cut the light on. <laughs> I'm like, you serious? She's scared. She's like, yeah, cut the light. I'm like, and I'm familiar with surroundings man. too. Right. But we got a, a, a bonfire, not a bonfire, but a little fire pit right there. It was real nice. It's a hot tub out there. It was nice. Oh, it was okay. worth it. And I hope you guys enjoyed. Now, as far as snorkeling, bro, they, they're eating, uh, whales are eating people and spitting them out. Uh, Shark attacks are up, bro. I'm not snorkeling. I'll I'll go to the aquarium and I walk through it in the glass. <laughs> I go to. I got. I, I mean, got, it's uh, an experience. I'm I'm looking forward to the. So it's something I've never done. So I want to I want to see. You I'm know, not snorkeling with things that are hungrier than me. That doesn't make sense. I mean, they they're fish and they're hungry, bro. They they eat fish food and stuff. They don't. Talking eat. about sharks too. And guess what? Sharks is coming up the bay. That means they're in Puerto Rico too. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm gonna check the weather and check the, you know, the local. Just have fun. You only live once. Do it. Do you, are yeah, you drive yeah. a boat? Huh? Is it, is it drive a boat or is it sail a boat? I mean, if it's got a well, motor on it, that's boat. what I'm saying. I have, no I have no clue. I have no clue. I should. If I can't tell you that, I should not be. I'm trying uh, to tell you. I've been. I've been. I look. I'm in the same boat. Look. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, but yeah, man. I think it's gonna be fun, man. Like I, you know, I'm trying to get out of my. Uh, comfort zone in this area and then do more stuff and you know she's and take her hand walk through the middle of downtown and find a couple bars don't drink no water don't eat no ice yeah yeah no nah, i already know i already know <laughs> and, yeah, and i had and a homegirl that, uh, that went to mexico and you know how they say don't drink the water don't drink the water and she, did, she brought a bottle of water but she went to a bar got a drink and ice, ice and a drink ice. not a game messed up, messed not. up. Like that's uh, a wrap. Come straight when back. You go to the hospital, and we're talking about Puerto Rico, so it's yeah, not the same. But because it's America, it, they've been, it's awesome to spend some money down there with them. You know, I know the food is awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's um, another stuff I'm looking forward to. Just relaxing and um. How is the beach going to be on your planet? Planet fasciitis. <laughs> oh, but look. So we you talked about that earlier. Like I got some yeah. stuff I want to talk about on the show. This is boys that we about yeah, to real, it's real shit, bro. It's real shit. But uh <laughs> but yeah, I got some uh, you know, the the um what you call it, the shoe pads. But um but look, you, know, you brought up earlier about the girl who got drugged down the steps at at, at what was it, Nat Nellie's Nellie's? Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 and, uh so it's you saw the video. So yeah. um, you know, coming from the life of a bouncer, you know, somebody who's mm -hmm. done that, who's done security in the club. And you know, uh, just my um, my experience with clubs and bouncers and things like that. There's sometimes that that one who gets a little overzealous and a little overexcited, or this whole know. teams up. This whole and what happens is because you're big and you're strong and you can sleep shit out somebody with, with one hit or two or whatever. As we've progressed with our um, anger and frustration, the little John made songs about the shit. The security step up. What do you say? What's gonna happen? Fuck yeah. you up, you know what I mean? So now the whole it be it be where was one fight, the whole club looking at you like what? 
what all of us like yeah, yeah. you know and it's and it's it's a mob mentality and even worse now we've they've you know restricted restricted us for so long and we're all all this pent up anger and rage is coming out it's constant people are just going nuts a little bit and they've been recorded maybe it's been being recorded more yeah, and maybe yeah it's always been happening happen. yeah, you know yeah, what i'm saying because yeah. it's always a video because yeah. the video is the context in which we see what happened and if i'm the bouncer i look real bad Right. I'm dragging a female down the fucking steps by her hair. Now, what did she do? Did she spit in my face? Did she keep me in my nuts? You know what I'm saying? And I, I still have to be able to, you know, handle that. I can, you know, that's extreme. And when you do that, you don't know the the the, the scope of, of, of that. Because now you're back into the door. You're backing up into what? Well, he, he found out what? Because yeah, yeah, that's her phone. Said, what the fuck are you, what are you doing, bro? You know, yeah. it's another way to do the handling you know, as a real bouncer. If you're real smart, you never get in a fight. You, yeah, strip club is wild as hell. You came to get your dick sucked. Why are you fighting, you fucking fool? I had a little uh, Latino brother stuck his finger in the girl butthole. My goal was to get him out the club, not because he was crazy, because the moment she called her boyfriend, he was going to light the whole thing up. Yeah, yeah. Big blessings. They don't want to That's hit his that. money maker, and she mad. You hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, I mean, and that's how I, and that was, then was a phone call. Now, he in the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He waiting for somebody to happen. And that's and he, he, when you frisk somebody at the door, as a man, I ain't gonna lie to you. I, I, I've been paid to work the door. I've never touched a man beyond his hips. Right? I'm not I'm feeling no goddamn man. I won't do all that shit. I'm not, I'm not. In, but don't tell the people that, man. You let him get his Uzi in in his lap. And that's all, but if you know how to carry yourself, he ain't gonna pull it out and so it's up to you. And, then, and honestly, you should have. Some, I'm glad somebody got to lose a little fucking stream there. A block is, is necessary. But, you know, a little damage or something. You know again, I mean? the, uh, the, the views and opinions expressed by Mike are <laughs> not those of Neighbors Livecast. You know I mean? But yeah, I just wanted to, you know, uh, get your point of view on That's that. That's what I for. You got to use your brain. You don't, yeah. use your, you got, don't use your brain. Use your brain. So what you're saying is, as a bouncer, it's never a reason to drag a female down a flight of stairs. As a father, don't let me find you. I don't give a fuck who you are. Yeah, yeah. I don't give. I don't care if she spit on your and pee, kicking your little peeping. Guess what? I'm cutting it off. I'm, I'm not playing. That's my daughter. Yeah. You don't know who's, who's and people go to the club with their family now. Everybody yeah. with their family right now. Yeah, I don't know friends. if it was family, but the homies definitely did some. They work. wasn't having it, like bro. They wasn't having it. Yeah, yeah. And, I, you and know, it's also DC. That's I mean, that's a whole nother thing. But then it was also you know. um is uh part of Pride Month, and so that, and that was you know. The there's another video, made. yeah. That's that's and, and, and if, the, if that's the intent behind it. There's another video of um a young uh dude on the boardwalk, and I think it's in Maryland, I believe, and uh he's being oh, yeah, he got hard a hard in the side, and it's that it's this one guy. big cop diesel dude, you know, a police officer, and and he's doing it for the probably about a hundred kids. He's yeah. got to know that you're going to incite some if you if you. Snap and do that. If you was in the alley, nobody's gonna see that. Except for your little your little can, your little, your little chest can. But you on the boardwalk in front of everybody. You're in, you got the, you're inciting violence when you do that as a police officer now. And yeah. You always have been. Like, kids kids wasn't having it. When I'm when a couple got tased, what else got I'm not sure who just wants to. Yeah, I heard the story. I didn't watch the video because like Patrice says, a lot of that stuff seems so strategically placed, you know, uh just to keep people 
uh, emotions on edge. And I, and I always feel like, and I talked to, um, you know, my uncle who was a police officer in Bladensburg for a long time and in U.S. Marshal and things like that. And we talk about how it, it feels so manufactured. It feels so, I'm supposed, everybody tells me I'm supposed to hate you and you're supposed to hate me. So let's hate each other. And I always try to look beyond that and try to see what the reason is, what's the underlying story. And, you know, lead with love as opposed to hate. You know, I definitely understand um, uh, the the issues that people have with police officers and the problems that, you know, um, police officers have caused and are causing in our community and things like that. So I would never say to just be all good with it and all right or nothing like that. But just look beyond it and deeper because some of those people are out there to do a job, you know, and I don't want to get too deep into that because it's a whole lot of feelings. Well, it's, it's so it's, it's it's so many layers. Yeah, you have you have those individuals who, who 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 want to go home to their family that, that night too. Yeah, and just, they're yeah. not bad people. They go, like, it's a video that one dude, uh, he he walks up in the white truck and on the passenger side and he talks to the guy. He says, "Why well, see you have a farm? Let's go ahead and make sure it's cool." And after a couple, you know, a couple moments of conversation, they go they start back towards the back of the truck. I might come out with a big ass rifle and just let the guy have it and, and let a guy, the police officer, yeah. didn't give him a chance, shot him dead on the side of the road, later on in the road, end up getting killed, you know, by other police officers and stuff. And you look at it on camera, if you heard that cop, that cop didn't sound like a bad cop. He sounded like he sounded like he, you know, he's on a des- desert road. This guy's got a pickup in a, in, a, in a rifle. He wasn't he wasn't tripping on it, because that's yeah. what the fuck you should have, you know, in the in the world. Right. But not be right up with the wrong guy, the wrong instance. So now you show this video to cops who are learning how to do traffic stops. This ain't about black, white, purple, green. This is about some crazy shit, I belong. And you're not taking care of your situation. And when you walk up on the scene, you don't know what's in the car. And you, you show this to a, a, a class that you're training. And depending on how that individual interprets that video and they push it out to that class. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know what I mean? There, you know. Um... I mean, and I don't want to say like you know. I mean, I I agree with you hundred percent, and and it's uh it's a tough like thing. You sleep, I, you sleep today? Are you sleeping? No, no, no. I'm uh I'm realizing that uh, the way the lighting is, it's got me like squinting a little bit. But um, but no, I'm good. I'm uh, I slept earlier. But but yeah, man, that's that's such a layered topic, and I like. Unless you arched your eyebrows, man. I never have arched my. I've heard that a few times. People say that about me because of how this is my natural. You just look really optimistic all the time. <laughs> that's my natural look but uh but yeah man i'm glad you, i know uh, the police officer officer thing hits home with you home with you because you, you you were raised by one who's a good dude and, yeah yeah you know and, and we all know it's a good dude and he's in but, you and, yeah and, 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 and that's what makes it difficult like to to reconcile duality. Duality. yeah yeah because i see that you know and and i know that person um you know intimately you know that's my i knew him like as a human being first and then as a police officer and then you see things like you know what's being shown and what's being said and the obvious stuff and the obvious hate that some of these police have and the obvious ignorance that they have and the obvious you know um uh, uh negative intent they have toward people of color people of you know people who they feel are lesser than things like that and so it's it's it's, it's um like you said it's layered that's a great way to put it and i you know uh, appreciate that description so um, yeah, that's a conversation that can go on forever, and it's passionate people on both sides of it that feel one way or another. So, um, but with that yeah, said, said, I'm uh, one more time. Don't say, don't say uh, I'm no more. Go. 
<laughs> with that being said, we're going to wrap up. I appreciate everybody for checking out the Neighbors Livecast tonight. Uh, ah! <laughs> did, did I say it? Oh. <laughs> I can do it. Wait, wait, wait. I'm free to do it. All right. All right. Starting now. So we're going to wrap up. I appreciate everybody for checking out the Neighbors Livecast tonight. On behalf of myself, Super Dave, a.k.a. Mr. Incredible, my brother, Just Mike, the one and only Miss Fruitfit herself, Patrice Jones, and our illustrious guest, the amazingly talented Miss Pam Ward. Uh, thank you guys for checking this out. Uh, thank you guys for checking this out. <laughs> oh, Fresh out of us, Dave. Yeah, yeah let's man. have some fun. Anyway, uh, this, shut up. Now I'm so self-conscious about it. Um, <laughs> anyway, Take care of yourselves and each other. Have a great week. Uh, leave with love. Leave with love. Don't, you know, stop hating so much. Leave with love, Mike. And uh, leave the weed alone. And we'll talk. We'll see you guys next week. You <laughs> said, why? Why? I don't know. It's, it's legal now. Have fun with it. It's my friend. But uh, <laughs> it's your friend for real? It's my friend for a long time. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's, that's pathetic. I'm going to talk to you. Uh, later on, brother. It's always good conversing with you. And right. y'all have a great evening. Peace. You might let me say. <laughs>